0: Welcome to 3 and 2, the competitive Age of Sigma podcast for people who are not very good at competitive Age of Sigma.
1: Woop whoop. Rude. I was
0: mainly describing me. You can choose whether it applies to you. <laughs> oh,
1: I feel seen. Uh, I guess I was mainly describing
0: that's... our listeners, so I'm just insulting them.
2: Well, Yeah.
0: If you are a listener and you are good at competitive Age of Sigma, write in and complain.
2: Stop listening. It's not for you. I'm
0: your host, Laura, and I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Sorry, I said that just after you'd taken a sip of tea. That was bad timing. (laughs) And by Rich. Hi. And I think today we're going to be discussing the new General's Handbook, which we've all played at least one game from, so experts, (laughs) clearly.
3: Yep.
0: But as usual, we'll start just by talking briefly about hobby and what we've done. Matthew, do you want to kick off?
1: I've, I've done a hobby. I've committed a hobby since the last episode. Compared painted a Tree Lord Ancient. Yeah. Uh, it's like a slow bro, New Year, New Army. But I'm not going to rush it, even though it's a speed paint. <laughs> like, how I did it is definitely how I would speed paint that army. Yeah. I feel it's like. It's really good.
0: Yeah. People seem to think Silver F are going to be good in the new season, so maybe you should rush it and get them on the table.
2: Yeah, I can see why. I do think there's still a noticeable difference between speed painting one model at a time like that, and speed painting like two thousand points of Skaven like you did a few (laughs) years ago. (laughs) Yeah, yes, and it's not it's not as speed
1: painting as that. Like it's not just (laughs) flopping the big brush contrast on. (laughs) Mildly (laughs) more painting technique than that. Not much. Yeah, it's fun. I think. The, it's an older model now holds up pretty well though I've got three of the big trees because GW put them in every single Sylvaneth box they've ever released and I just my Sylvaneth collection has just been picking up Echoes of Doom and the Christmas box there's three ah.
0: versions of it though right so you can do one of each
1: there are and that is what I will do yeah. So thought I'd start off with that one just because it looked quite fun and yeah, next month I'll probably do some dryads, maybe some gossamids, see how it goes.
0: Cool. How about you, Rich?
2: One day I will have done some Age of Sigma hobby again. I would say my Age of Sigma hobby, This since we last recorded i got to double check. I'm good at forgetting things I've done, so I am just going to double check quickly, but I don't think I've painted any Age of Sigmar stuff recently.
0: I reckon you can talk about Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game because it is at least fantasy. <laughs> yeah.
2: I yeah, know. Oh, you,
1: you guys are both huge nerds. We're moments away from becoming a Middle Earth podcast, aren't we?
2: Oh, I know. <sighs> I've I know. not painted
0: a single Middle Earth model ever.
2: But. It is just fun to know all the weird elven names for things. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've painted Urukhai Army for Middle-earth. That's been my entirety of my hobby this year, other than a pair of Italian black guns, but <laughs> which also don't go in AOS. So I have done quite a lot of AOS thinking about like going to events, though, which I would class as a kind of hobby. It's right. uh, we ended up sort of falling apart on our plans to go to brotherhood which has now just happened last couple of weeks and i'm thinking i do want to do something so i psyched myself up i think correct me if i'm wrong laura but you are going to or were thinking of going to the match play aos event at warhammer world in february i am are you going yeah so literally earlier today i was like i'm gonna go and do this and went to buy a ticket and then was like, I'm sure I'm doing something on the state that meant I couldn't do a different event I wanted to do. And then I remembered I'm going to a Middle Earth event locally. Oh, and you got my yeah. hopes so. Well, yeah. That was quite of, cruel, actually. Yeah, it's the sort of event, you know, like a nice GW event versus like a little locally run thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't normally feel particularly guilty about ditching a ticket for, but it's being run by my friend, so feel like I should go. So I think I might sign up for Throne of Skulls in April because yeah, cool. I really enjoyed the Throne of Skulls doubles that we did the end which of last year. Which weekend in April, is it? It is the not Easter weekend. I did double check that. It is. I uh, know nope, that's a match play. I'm sorry. I'm scrolling through tabs that I still have open. Here. Throne of Skulls Chaos Unleashed, Unleashed 15th and 16th of April.
0: Which is- I have a feeling I might be doing something, but if I'm not, I might sign up too because that
2: sounds fun. Cool classic Warhammer H. Warhammer World Event, 70 quid for two days, including meals and Throne of Skulls, I really recommend. as Oh, it's 1,500 points as well. Interesting. Nice. I really and... want
0: to take my Living City army to something mm-hmm. before they become obsolete and Throne of Skulls feels so like something I can take them to without having a horrifically bad time.
1: How many is... battle line units do you need for 1,500
2: points? Well,
1: a this thing? is the...
2: Uh, I'm just looking down. Know, that's this exactly. is... This is the open war battle pack from the core book at 1,500 points, which is maybe eyebrow raising.
0: Is, is it the one that's completely open play, where they've got weird rules for how you pick your army and you can basically just, you, can, you and your opponent kind of decide what you want to put on the table?
2: We're going on a massive tangent here, but I'm now opening the event pack to find out.
0: (laughs) There was something they were doing that was basically an open play one where the rules were you put down models that you want in your army and then your opponent Mm. does the same until they
2: exceed your points limit. This is like AOS 1. There is no restriction on the number of models you can bring. The models must be from the same faction. Blah, 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 blah. All right, Um, I'll go if
0: you go because that sounds cool.
2: Only limitation is allies cannot be more than 50% of the points for your army. So you have to build it with points in the GHB. Hmm. But before each battle, there is a 30-minute army construction phase. Players roll off. The player who rolls the highest becomes player A. It's nice. So you pick a model from your collection. Player B picks any number of units until they have exceeded the points total of player A. Player A then goes back again. And then... I ah, think okay. so of you the can, listeners, you can only go face
0: up... suggests she doesn't approve of this. So you can only go...
2: You can only go up to 1500 still. You can't just like put 3000 points down. But I figure after you've. So let's say you go first as player A and put down like a 500 point great unclean one, whatever it is, 450, 400 ish. And it says player B picks any number of units until they have exceeded. I assume that means like until they go to like say 510.
0: Yeah. So,
2: I guess it's just going to be back and forth one unit at a time. Yeah.
0: You're presumably highly likely to end up at around 1500, but it means you can bring a bigger pool of stuff and decide what you play each time. I guess with the hope that you will balance it and make it a fun game.
2: I quite like that, actually. Yeah, okay. That's not I'm very really much. I'd be intrigued to see podcast, how it goes. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested enough in doing that, I think. Yeah. So. All
0: right. I'm going to end this tangent and bring us back yes. to the, the, back to the podcast agenda, but let's chat yeah. about that later.
2: I painted lots of uruk There you go. They look uh, really cool you, as well. I feel like, yeah, thank you. I feel like a slightly longer AOS hobby section might be: what have you painted recently, Laura?
0: I've painted a lot of slaves to Darkness. Uh, Yes. And I spaffed photos of them all over the internet last weekend. So if you follow this podcast, you've probably already seen them. But what have I (laughs) painted since the last one? I painted my Chosen. And I painted a Demon Prince. And today, well, this weekend, I painted a Chaos Sorcerer Lord and an exalted hero of chaos and i painted some furies so yeah i've had a very productive hobby month mm, and i've got to the point when i can field a 2000 point painted slaves to darkness army as well which is awesome cool. so i've got a few bits to finish off i've still got the ogroids from the box set and i've got some more sort of narrative bits i want to do with some conversions and kit bashes and stuff but yeah we're getting there
1: fabulous I feel like the more you play that army, the more your narrative becomes, here are my chosen. I've chosen them because (laughs) they're good.
0: Well, for competitive games, that might be the case. But I'm also (laughs) taking them to at least one narrative event, to which I'm probably not going to take 10 chosen, because that might be a bit of a dick move. So we'll see. uh,
2: The narrative concession is that you didn't put the trophy rack on the Demon Prince, right?
0: Well, I'm considering getting another one, (laughs) but yeah, I built my Demon Prince for what I thought looked coolest, which was wings and sword, and to be honest, so far I think I've only once rolled enough on the Eye of the Gods to bring it in, and it was at the start of the game, and I decided I'd rather have a Galician champion, so I didn't, but I might, (laughs) it was a really fun model to paint, so I might at some point get another one and do it with the trophy rat build, which I think is probably Mm -hmm. better competitively for my army at least.
2: It's a very nice new kit.
0: It's really cool. And so many bits left over as well. I've still got like a whole sprue of
2: Demon Prince bits. It's a very nice thing that literally two hours ago, as we speak, uh, there's a new chaos space dream box that has our Demon Prince kit in it, that briefly made me go, "ooh," but it also (laughs) has a stupid flying chicken in it. So (laughs) no, no more, no more desire for the box. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Right, do we want to touch very briefly on reveals from the LVO preview and on the new oh. battle tomes that came out this weekend? If anyone's got quick thoughts.
2: I'm disappointed that Seraphon players are being rewarded rather than punished. Yeah, that's
3: <laughs>
2: I'm not happy with that.
1: Maybe I, their new more... book
0: will be shit, but they'll have corny cool
1: models. It won't. Has that, the Seraphon have never had a bad mm-hmm. moment of their existence? Apart from right now, they can suck shit right now. Up until the new, yeah. comes yeah,
2: it'll come out and be fine. And then in like a year, when we switch to fourth edition, it'll it'll be really twisted under the new rules and make them incredibly yeah. broken again. They <laughs> were
0: quite bad for most of AOS too. I feel like they
2: were they getting were...
0: carried away by the last year.
2: No, I think they were pretty good. I think, to be more more serious about them, there's some, you know, like a lot of factions, there are some things that are very good. They're, like, a very popular aesthetic, and that just means more people own them, including people who are good and beat me at games. So I think probably not too much blame should be <laughs> laid at the foot of the book. Yeah, but the new models are really, what they've shown up is really nice so far. Doesn't yeah, tempt definitely. me at all, really, but it's really nice to see... Like so far, like an updated Saurus kit, for example. Like, maybe people will take Saurus. Yeah. <laughs> they won't.
0: It was the Sphinx <laughs> riding the. I don't know, I can't remember what they were called. The new dinosaurs that got me. They made me really think can I think of a cool narrative hook for a Cellophane army? Because I really
2: like those models. The narrative is this dinosaur found a big laser. Yeah, what else did they show? Oh, New Zealand. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if. How...
0: The Warcraft stuff looked very cool.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Surprise me. That's like the first Warcry box in a while, but I've gone like, ooh. Mm. I quite like the Jade Obelisk from the last one, but... Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, both the vampires and the cool. dog, dog worshippers.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I'm
1: not I'm not super into those vampires, but I, I get why other people are... They don't fit with the current vampire aesthetic, but in a way that would annoy me if I were to... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind them. of what
0: they're trying to do with Warcries. Have yeah different bits of stuff. Right?
1: Yes, I think all the Warcry stuff being in AOS makes it really messy. It's not my favorite. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't mind that it is because most of it isn't stunningly amazing, and so you see it sort of fairly rarely. But if any of the Warcry stuff became really good in AOS, mm. I think it would annoy
1: me too. Just it feels like clutter sometimes. Like the Slaves range is so cluttered with stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I guess they all fulfil such a similar role that to a large extent, I like that it's there for people who want to play with narrative stuff mm. and try different things. And, yeah. you know, I feel like if I was playing against a slave's army, I wouldn't care which particular walk cultist unit they had. I'd just be like, all right, you've got this.
1: Right up until it was the snake ones. <laughs> yeah,
2: six, six units of the snake hmm. ones. I think I'd like if they would just, they just had like occultists. War scroll or you know, replace Marauders even. Yeah, um, they've all got different of models. Like, is a problem, isn't it? You can use, you know, these come in a unit of ten. You can use any War Cry models in any mixture to represent them. I get why it wouldn't like work it and why GW wouldn't do that because it's but, not very yeah. like beginner friendly. But
0: I like it conceptually. But it'd end up with loads of units that were nine of one thing and one random, completely different looking dude standing on the end, and that would irritate yeah. me.
2: Just. Nine of the lions from the untamed beasts, <laughs> and one muscle guy. Yeah, yeah. You've told me on it now. Just a chameleon skink. I guess they're not. They're not in the chaos ones. So, any so,
0: thoughts on the new battle tomes? Matthew, do you want to plug your review?
1: I wrote some of the. I say some. I wrote most of the Gits review. Good hammer. I haven't read. I've, I've read to the Beast of Chaos book. Understand none of it. Looks, people are really mad about Beast Chaos
2: Online. Fine, Perennially, perennial yeah. fact. I'm surprised so,
0: they lost summoning. It felt like a really big part of their identity. I can kind of, I don't necessarily I, think it's a bad thing, but I can see why if you were an existing player, you might mm. be a bit taken aback.
2: Well, I'm but I guess you like, with 100 un-gores now. <laughs> well, yeah. A line of yeah, a line of goats
1: standing next to a stone, waiting to get murdered one by one feels a bit weird.
0: Yeah, I don't as a non beasts player, Mm. I think
1: think it's reasonable
0: to change it, but it is a big shift.
1: It is a huge shift. It's a total conceptual rewrite of the army. Like from the ground up, it's completely different. But the old book didn't work. So it needed it. Yeah. Um, So I think the big thing people are mad about maybe one summoning is that it used to be a horde army and now it's not. But Mm. you got away with Rend three horde infantry for quite a long time now. It was never going to last. I think it's fair
0: enough. I don't know. I I know I'm someone. If they dramatically rewrote an army that I had enjoyed, I would have a bit of being sad about it before I got my head round it and thought, "What am I doing with it now?" So fair play if you are someone who is doing that. Yes,
2: interesting. um, I've done that as well. As a person with two Cities of Sigmar armies. <laughs> I'm
0: assigned to them. I have my moment of being sad about them about a year and a half ago, and now I'm just like, yeah. You
2: know. <laughs> I think Beast's players would probably be a bit less irritated if they were, like you say, Matthew, thinking New Book To old book rather than new book to old book with white dwarf updates stapled in, like in terms of what does the book say versus how am I playing it currently, kind of thing. Yeah, so one thing I've seen banded around is like some
1: someone made a spreadsheet of points changes and like armies have gone up a a huge amount. And yes, it's true, but it's not, it's irrelevant.
2: Like it's you're comparing apples to oranges at that point. Yeah, Yeah. it's Uh, not that you're getting twenty five percent less of the same low value unit kind of thing. I'm it quite excited a- by it. Yeah. It's I, a shame I, I think oh, sorry, you go. No, no, go on.
0: I was gonna say it's a shame I think there weren't some new kits to go with it. Like I feel when it's a big a book that is a big rewrite of the army, sometimes if there's a lot of new models or something to get people excited about it at the same time, it helps sort of cushion the Yeah, you know, brain weevils of trying to get your head around rules changes,
2: maybe. Yeah, i just. I'm mad that the stupid dragon ogres are in the vanguard box. Yeah, not <laughs> some... not that there's anything in there I need. I, I I inherited a beast of chaos army, which I've never played from friend of pods. Beast of chaos army might be two thousand points now. It possibly created, is because like, it was like twelve to fifteen hundred, hmm. I think. So, yeah, I'm probably going to yeah. buy the book and use this as a like excuse to play with it because it's almost all painted. There's kind of no point not to.
0: I feel like some of the stuff that's got—I mean, I don't know if it's actually good competitively—but Red the war schools have got better, like bestigors and centigors, the models mm. are just not models I can get excited about. And if there'd been if the changes had happened at the same time as new kits, maybe I would. I guess. like the
2: bestigors; they're not very dynamic, yeah. but I think they're cool. The centigors, I agree, look very silly. Thematically and aesthetically, it's not, and I mean, it appeals
1: even remotely. It feels very old warhammer still.
3: Yeah. I like the
0: mm-hmm. theme, but. I wouldn't ever do it unless they replaced some of the gore kits, I think.
2: Yeah. So lumpy. Just lumpen idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Rank painting stuff.
0: the Underworld's Beastmen. They were They're were they
2: really great. And, yeah. like, the Beastmen that pop up in, like, Warcry and Blood Bowl kits, like, they can sculpt a good Beastman. Yeah. And that new Beast Lord is great. It's just, yes. I think, there would be way more value in, like, a new... Yeah, like you say, like a multi option gore kit than a yeah. A single hero that you need one of or it's maybe just two a, this season.
1: A pile of old armies that are on the very bottom of the give resource to this. And those yeah. are the armies that get here's a new plastic hero yeah. every two years.
0: I kind of and wish You it... just kind of
1: have to live with that.
0: Yeah. Like stuck aren't short of units really, so I did wonder if a new book would mean they might just retire some of the really you know, the Razorgore. No one would be sad, surely, if it just ceased to exist.
2: What's I'm a, what, a Razorgore? I think it's my candidate
0: what? for my least favourite Games World model. A, it, if I got the name right? It's a pig. sort of pig-type pig, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really ugly model.
3: It is. I what the br-
0: fuck is that? Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't really do a lot, either. So.
2: There's a load of really tired old fine-class oh. monsters in that army as well. I mean, it doesn't have a link to the Games Workshop web store anymore, so if it's when I search on the Google, book. <laughs> oh right, okay. I don't
0: mm. know if you can still buy it,
2: but the book has rules for it. You cannot currently buy it, but that doesn't mean it won't come back. It might just it's, mean not... it's being reboxed for
0: new book. Mm. I Don't know. Although some of the Ford World stuff has gone off sale recently, hasn't it? It's... All of it. Yeah. I don't know if any I don't know what is included in that from the Beast of Curse side.
1: I don't
2: think they had anything left.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Speaking um, of old mm. factions that get patted on the head with one model, yeah, it's also I guess Gets they have got loads Luke of here. new models. We talking about?
1: Uh, I mean, over the last few years, yes, yeah. They yeah. Do. So they're way more exciting as a book, I think. Yeah, and we'll probably cool. have a way bigger splash on armies you will actually play on the table.
2: Given there's about six <clears> people <throat> that play Abyss of Chaos in the world, looking so looking lovingly at my four painted drugs so yeah,
1: as I say, as a as a trogman, you must be well. I'm not going to say excited,
2: but cautiously optimistic. Cautiously <laughs> optimistic. It certainly, I you know, like I think there there is definitely a potential scenario here where the book came out and I went oh. Maybe I won't ever paint these trucks. And I mm. am quite keen to like paint some more now. Nice to see that potentially like Moloch has a bit of use this season as a mm. Galchamp as well. which He's, not, cool. a He's champ. not a Galchamp. He's unique. Is he not? He's unique. Oh, oh yeah. can you not be a
0: Galchamp if you're unique? No.
2: no. Ah. Well, that votes I well for our... They think we'll go to that to anyway. be one, right? <laughs> yeah, all Bastion and stuff. Up mm. like, that yeah. Could... yeah, okay, that makes sense, actually. Well, I mean, yeah. still a small hero. He's quite yeah. cheap. Mm. It is a shame uh. for
0: all the Underworlds models, actually, I think. I would have really liked it if they'd let the Underworlds warbands be out traps.
2: Mm. Probably ideal, though, that now is when I start going, yes, I will paint these trogs. And I was trying quite hard on them. So maybe in six months I'll have a 2K army and this season will rotate out and it won't matter that there's literally no way to put then, a Galician champion be... into an all trog army. Yeah. Then it will be big boy season. Is it? It will be artillery season. <laughs> yes, artillery
0: season. <laughs> Finally, Caradon overlords will shine.
1: Uh, it uh, will be Skaven's time. Time to buy a squig gobber. You you can't. They're gone. Uh, they're gone. They're gone. Mm. It's all the gone. The forge world has gone. Coming back. And it's banned. Yeah, the the gets bigger. School it's, it's, it's not. Interestingly, it's not a conceptual rewrite. In the same way that Beasts is, they took the guts of the old book that people did enjoy. I think people had a lot of fun with that book, even though it was rubbish. They took the guts of that and they just made it better. And like, I mean, it's random, but it's less random.
2: You know? Yeah. Was it Bad Moon every year run like an all-gits tournament? (laughs) Yeah. That always made me smile. Yeah. (laughs) People do love them. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Squigs are crazy now, Fellwater Trogoths are going to be in every single destruction army allied in that they can be. The Fellwater ones are good rather
0: than
1: So the Fellwater's they, they've got one of the wildest abilities they've ever got in War just for no reason. So their vomit has now changed so that if you do any damage with the vomit attack, the target enemy unit for the rest of the turn is minus one to save and cannot benefit from bonuses to save so if you've (laughs) got just say you're putting the in because they're rend one you're going into a rend three save stacker like Archeon, right you vomit and then he's four up save base and you're punching him with rend one so he's saving on a five up against your attacks and
2: And they can't improve that in any way (laughs) Mm. yeah so you can see why you'd like pair those into things like kragnos and well literally anything like yeah yeah exactly they sorry, is it just if they get any hits? It's not no. Even. It's you have to do damage. So that's you the that's the that wrinkle. Actually,
1: okay. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. but so even so, you could probably ally in like a unit of six that makes it yeah way more reliable. So six is I think three hundred and twenty points. So that's that's that seems perfect pretty, like, yeah. Ah, oh, there's there's so, just a beautiful scenario here where suddenly like a big block of shooters <laughs> then becomes a relevant threat to someone like Archeon. <laughs>
0: It's also a reasonable chance it just gets FAQ quite quickly just after they've sold out. I to truck off, so far, but we'll see. I, I, I only mean, have three. I
2: have three in a box somewhere, so I think it's, okay. it's sort of low range. and You
1: have to do damage. Yeah, I think it doesn't feel in complete practice. Does. And the stuff that it's punishing is stuff that's quite annoying to play against. So maybe yeah. Yeah, having some kind of you know, yeah, a little you know, they're not
0: dirt cheap, that is something you're giving up for putting that in your army. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Shall we move on and talk about the new General's Handbook?
1: Yes, we should. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: So, Yeah, I think we've all read it. We've all played at least one game with it. Matthew, I can see from our episode plan that you have somewhat more detailed thoughts on it than I do. I don't know about which. But I think we thought rather than go through it sort of rule Mm -hmm. by rule, we would maybe initially start with just sort of what's our high-level impression of it, and then we'd just take it in turns to pick out some things that we like or don't like about it. So should we just start with sort of how are we feeling about about it in general? Do we like it? Do we hate it? Are we undecided yet? Matthew, you can go first because I feel like you have opinions.
1: Okay. Easier for us to smile and nod then. Approaching it as just as a book in a vacuum on its own merits, I think it's good. I think it's last season's handbook was a conceptual failure. And I think this one is a much better approach to the concept that they're going for and will work better thematically. But as like an overarching product of General's handbooks, I think I'm over them. (laughs) Don't Yeah. We need them anymore. And I resent paying 30 quid every six months.
0: All right, we're going to come back to that at the end of the discussion, so hold yes. that short. Yeah. How about you?
2: Rick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's going to blend together, sort of my overall feelings and like specific likes and dislikes, but to keep it broad. Yeah. Again, in a vacuum, I think it's pretty good. I think there's a lot of decent interaction between like the the core conceit about Galician champions and the battalions that do something with or against that and and then most of the battle plans sort of playing off of that as well. Yeah, I think anything else I have to say is more specific than that. Hmm. So yeah.
0: yeah, I think I broadly agree. Like I like most of the new rules I think. There's nothing that I've looked at and thought, gosh, I hate this. I think do feel that it's added even more complexity to a game yeah. that I already thought oh, was yeah. too complex. And I also yeah. absolutely hate it for Sons of Bear Matt. I just think it's yeah. really shit to have a book that you have an army that doesn't interact with. But I'll moan more about that in a bit. Anyway.
1: <laughs> you went you went moaning last season when it was really good <laughs> to be smashing the thing to bits. For the.
0: <laughs> I think the thing is this is a really swingy book, right? There were some armies mm. that it's really good for and there were some armies that really struggled to you don't have many Galchamp options. But yeah. I think the thing was last season, you could you could either sort of play into having lots of Galchamps or having no Galchamps and mm-hmm. doing stuff that focused on killing them. And this time there isn't that dichotomy. Like, if you don't have Galchamps, you are just worse off yeah. and you don't benefit <laughs> enormously from trying to kill them. So I just... You know, I really feel Sons of Bermatt are in a really bad place this season. And while they're definitely not the only army that that's the case for, and I'm not particularly averse to different armies being better at different times, yeah. it does feel really crap that it's just a book where most significant proportion of the rules don't inter- that army cannot interact with. I just don't think that's a great place to be.
1: I think it's just an unfortunate combination of their... Design goal for General's Handbooks is obviously to focus on one kind of unit and have a gimmicky season based around it. And Sons of Behemoth is a very skewed book. Yeah. And it, you have one thing and you have one kind of thing. And if you, your thing doesn't fall into that format, you sort of miss out on that season.
0: Yeah. I think it's fair enough to say that maybe you know, the design problem is with the Sons book rather than with the General's Handbook. But it is, you know. I'll come back to this. I think when we're talking about sort of how do we feel about GHBs in principle. Yeah, but I would feel very bad for the person who had just got into Age of Sigma or painted a Sons of Bearma army and was now thinking I want to start going to tournaments because I think you know you're going to really struggle to score battle tactics as a Sons player this season, and it's not through anything to do with how you. How good you are as a player. It's just that half the battle tactics require you to have Galician champions.
1: We can put a pin in battle tactics as well, because I think we'll probably also have a really long All conversation right. about exactly that. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> should we
0: start getting into the GHB a bit then? Sort of picking yeah. out. Let's start with stuff we like. Let's be positive.
1: Okay. Hang on, I'll just get some tumbleweed. No, no. <laughs> Rude. God, Matthew. Okay, so I was going to say, like in my herbal thing, I think it's the thematic success. So they've picked a thing to focus on, and it's a thing that the game has never focused on before. These little babby heroes, unless they've had one weird trick, have always been rubbish. Or you a wizard, you know, that's kind of... It's there to do something else. It has no inherent value beyond, like, casting its spell, doing its buff. So that's good. You're right in that there's huge haves and have-nots based on that, because whilst most factions do have access to Galician Champions... Oh boy, is there a wide variety of quality. I think. Without getting to battle plans, I really like the battalion design for the most part. And I like the heroic action gimmick, even though it's a bit fiddly. And I like the fight in the hero phase, even though Rich beat me because of it. (laughs) Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. I like like all of the Galician champion Rules seem pretty good. There's nothing in mm. there that initially comes across as that so far, anyway, appears sort of super broken. And I do like yeah. that it is, you know, getting you're starting to see lists that have models that have never been in armies bef- in not really seen competitive play before and now will do and have fun stuff they can do.
1: Seasonal I like artifacts, a hero. I really like. Seasonal artifacts, I like. And the new special enhancement, I really like. I think those are both super yeah. cool ideas. That's I like cool. them. I'm
0: torn. I think the way they've been implemented is quite good, and it adds mm. interesting things. It does also just add one more thing you have to think about when you build your army, and one more sort of set of decisions. Which, I, I, yeah, I just think there's too much in that space now. Like the list of different enhancements, could I'm not convinced that it adds enough to be worth the extra sort of thought you have to put into it and set of rules you have to remember but the specific stuff they've added in the jhb mm-hmm. yeah seems cool yeah
1: as a deep player, all my enhancements are so bad that like any new generic ones are incredible <laughs> yeah i, I think i've kind of preferred
0: it if they'd made the new enhancements to standard artifacts only galician galician champions could have taken or something just so it wasn't a new enhancement
1: type yeah yeah i guess i mean they have that but they have another one alongside it. Yeah. In terms of battalions, the command one is cool, I think. If you can lean into it and it will help you score points, which is good because it, it opens up access to, I think, like, really the main thing, because it has like a side benefit of Letting you do your double heroic action to fight with your hero and your unit and your opponent yeah. your yeah. turn. I think that's the minor benefit. The real benefit you get is it opens up a bit more flexibility on battle tactics. Yes. That yes. seems to be the main thing yeah. for me. It's quite, yeah. It works
0: kind of narratively as well. Like you're going to want your Galician yeah. champion to be running around with the unit, so having something that kind yeah. of recognizes that is you know easy to remember. So,
2: I will say I I used it in the game that I played yeah. with you that we'll talk about, and then when I sort of extrapolated from that game to think like, okay, how would I build what would I change about list? I didn't bother putting it in the next list I built, but I right. think more because there was something else I wanted. So yeah, it definitely seems mm. good. Um sharpshooters
1: is very uh, like very list dependent. Obviously not everyone has yeah. guns.
0: I've decided I don't like it. I think okay. I think I don't actually think it's necessary. Like I don't think Galician champions are broken enough. It had to be there, and given Mm. it is there, it really annoys me that stuff like Caradon Overlord boats can't benefit from it. I just feel like if you're going to put it in, it should just be the point of it should be to not massively disadvantage armies that are very reliant on shooting. And I don't think that's what it does. What it does is make Luminef Sentinels extraordinarily (laughs) good. (laughs) So that that was on my don't like list.
1: It's about time. Yeah, I th- there's a very limited pool of armies that will ever make use of it. I could see Deepkin maybe, but I think you just go to low drop. So the, ben- the the two things that are good about it, as a battalion this season, is that because it's entirely shooting based, if a shooting army is taking it, then they are raising their drops. Yeah. And that is good. That's good for the health of the game, right? Because we don't like low drop shooting armies. So that's yep. good. Encouraging that is fine, like that and the second thing is that as a punishment it's only setting you back to the default state of the game it's not making you bet like last season yeah it's not bad the problem with the hunter's battalion was that you were becoming better right
0: yeah definitely yeah i don't i don't think it's going to be something that massively ruins my enjoyment of the season or anything like that i just think it would have been fine if it hadn't existed yeah. Whereas the Galician Veterans Battalion, I'm extremely happy it exists, but it should just be the core rules. It yes. Shouldn't need to take up. Yeah. Sh- shouldn't disadvantage you if you have units on 32 mil bases that, or 40 mil I, bases that you have to take that battalion.
1: I don't think it's controversial to say that. I think I don't know about Rich. I think we all probably think that just something needs to be done with those core rules around yeah. coherency around fighting in ranks or something. Yeah. It's not working how they want it to work. Yeah, I obviously reason- have a goal in mind, and that's fine. And I'm happy to you know play the game that they've written. But yeah,
0: yeah, I think I have At the least. fact that it still exists as a battalion makes me think that AOS four will just incorporate it. And until then, I can live with it being a sticking oh. plaster that means my chosen can fight in two ranks and not really annoy me. Actually, they're probably mm. two in range. They probably can anyway. I should check this. You should. Chaos warriors yeah. definitely one in range. <laughs>
2: Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank goodness. I like this. I don't know if this may be controversial to some people. Quite like the sort of spirit of reuse. Like, I like that some of the yeah. grand strats and battle tactics and stuff are once we've seen in previous seasons, and they're not feeling necessarily like compelled to create a whole new list every time.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. I was quite worried that with a six-month G H V just the rules turn. Might be just take me too long to get my head around. So having half the stuff still be the same was quite a relief. Yeah, and the battles we I... have carried over goods as well. They're the ones I would probably have picked to have carried over. I think.
2: I have a more meta opinion on that when we talk about like the principle of six monthly GHB seasons. I think, but
0: yeah, the scenarios. I do not think they carried over the right ones. <laughs> but...
1: So they they carried over one correct one.
0: Fires
1: so, of Galat. So they carried over Fires of Galat, which is probably the best battle plan they've ever written. If it's up there, top, whatever. I don't
0: mind Nidus Paths or the Idols one. They're
1: okay. Mm. Nidus. I've, my notes on Nidus Paths are terrible deployment. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, no, I hate it. But yeah, I mean, I won't run through every battle plan one by one as I've done in the notes. But they've carried over six from last. Season and there's six brand new ones. Of the ones they've carried over, I mean, battle lines drawn. Has anyone ever played? they I mean, made it not better. Right? Like us. the
0: reason no one ever played it was because of its gimmick that they got rid of. So it now, I will be interested to see if it now does get
1: played. What? What? Which gimmick do you think made it not get played?
0: Didn't it have? Oh, I'm not going to remember. But it had. E- it had either no reserves or no teleporting or something
1: like that. Before, battle lines. It? Drawn didn't get played because it's the one where it's table quarters are objectives.
0: Yeah, but I, f- I feel like that in principle is. I've never. I would be interested in playing it to see whether that works. They did have something else before that they've now dropped, right? Like, they improved it in some way. I'm going to have to find the old one. <laughs> not
2: sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm certain this is the case. Okay. i <laughs> okay. I, I don't think you'll ever see it at an
1: event.
0: Yeah, I want to play it now to see what it's like.
1: Okay. Play it with someone that isn't me. Okay. Stone Stonecash, I'm okay with, but I know you hate. Uh... Don't, don't mind it that
0: much. Sorry. Right. Okay. Maybe I'm um, uh, imagining this. I thought it had something else weird going on.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it, is it did. Below. You couldn't teleport yeah. before. You couldn't.
0: You, you couldn't use any yeah. effects that would allow a unit to be removed from the battlefield and set up again later. And like I honestly it's... think we might see it a little bit more. No, that's not there.
2: So it was a big fight in the middle, but just sort of like whoever. Got clever in the last turn, won the game. Right, like,
0: yeah, mm. I don't mind so, mobstone cash. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, I think what Rich just said is like the nail on head, sort of, 80% of
1: the heads of eighty percent of these battle plans, which is big fight in the middle. There's very few that change that up. I would say mm.
0: the one we played the other day wasn't a, well. It was a big fight in the middle, but that wasn't for control of any objectives. It was the objectives were <laughs> <right laughs> at the corners, and we were ignoring them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, was that what
0: was uh, that, that was twists and turns? That was twists and turns I
1: of Shia. I, I also think that might be the only time we play twists and turns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I kind of want the practice because it's one I feel I would play very differently a second time. Yeah, if it was if there was any chance it might appear. Yeah. So just for yes. the benefit of listeners who didn't watch our game the other day, it's one mm-hmm. where you have five objectives that are deployed diagonally across the middle, and every. Turn, there was a chance that objectives you control yeah. might disappear, and as I discovered, it can completely screw you over if yes. all the objectives that you control disappear and all the ones that your opponent controls don't. But
2: that's not super ideal. random.
0: But that said, I think there are ways you can play it that factor in the fact that that might happen, and I definitely didn't yeah. do that. So I'm not going to judge it too much until I played it again.
1: And it's also the battle plan in the book with the most objectives. Yeah, so I. That's yeah, weird. That is, is
0: a thing I don't like.
1: Because the only other five objective battle plan is a burning one. So that will very yeah. rapidly become a three. Yeah. yeah. I used have five objectives. used to so suck. So
0: not one in the middle?
2: No, Galleys four, I think. I, yeah. think.
0: I thought there was one in the middle, but possibly there was not. One the you could be right. Sorry, go on, Rich.
2: I used to suck at like the eight objective battle plan, so I'm not particularly sad to sit back and them. <laughs> I didn't like them um, the garguists but <laughs> that I was because not... I only ever
0: had four models
2: Nighthorn aside I have every army I have is like more elite than average I would say mm-hmm. between like ogres yeah. magikkin certainly the, the magikkin stuff I have and pests so yeah
0: it's nice to have the mix though right going into an event you kind of want the possibility yeah. that there will be something that has a lot of objectives that is
3: Mm-hmm. less good for
0: elite armies maybe i don't know I think when i'm the I, I, I
2: first with the elite army yeah. so. yeah. but yes i think probably.
0: I, I do think i think the scenarios generally are more swingy than they were before like there are there are a smaller number that i would be completely confident of a sort of standard list that wasn't built around particular battle plans being able to handle and i kind of I think now I'm probably more in favour of tournament organisers saying in advance of a tournament what scenarios they're going to run so that yeah. you can make sure your list can, you know, you can build your list with that in mind. Whereas so that, with some uh, previous GHBs, I yeah. felt it was better when you didn't. Know.
1: There's, there's quite a few that incentivise champs in the scoring of them now. Like, there's one where you... I think if a gal jump holds an objective, you can do two battle tactics. I don't. I don't
3: know if
1: that's
0: going to be good. <laughs> we'll see. I
1: think that's that's the rich get richer. I think because yeah. we'll talk about it later. I assume, but battle tactics are going to be a bigger deal in general. So yeah. I think that's well. My book has really good battle tactics. Thank you. I will do two. <laughs> because if you are a faction that struggles with battle tactics and you like okay i can squeeze five out of a game like just well then if you're trying to do two a turn then you are going to run out
0: yeah i guess it does mean it's less bad if you can't score something turn one which i think will be the case a lot more now than used to be you can potentially sort of catch up by scoring two on a future turn but yeah i think Mm. i agree with you that in practice that isn't what we're gonna
1: See? That's not. That's probably the idea, but it might not be what. Happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but that's the only Galchamp gimmick. I thought looked potentially dodgy. I thought all the others were basically okay. Not being yeah. a Gargan player aside.
0: Exactly. That's kind of what it comes back to. Just you yeah. know, if I, there were events that if I didn't know in advance what scenarios were going to be, well, I don't think I take Gargans for any events this season. But that that kind of angle to it makes it worse. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't, you know, I actually thought the last GHB was quite a good mix of, it had a few scenarios in which Galvettes were relevant, but it had one in which they were negatively relevant. I thought that was a reasonable approach to it, whereas this one has definitely lent more into the Galchamps thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think my initial view is that in the scenarios, I'm not a huge fan. But that said, I've played one of them so far. So, you know, we'll perhaps <laughs> review this when I've played a few more. Yeah. Are there as many weird deployment zones this time, or
1: is that better? Yeah, they're really weird. Okay, are there any Uh, tiny
0: ones I won't fit with fit builds of Nexus in? Yes.
1: There's tiny ones. There's big L's. They love an L shape in this. Yeah. I don't love an L shape personally because. So in a perfect world. An L-shape is fine, as are long deployments, but because we live in a world where when you play quite a lot of the time, it's multiple tables next to each other, you can't walk around the table in a way that I think maybe whoever (laughs) designed this can.
0: I just think L-shape's are just a... I don't mind the L-shape's for table manoeuvrability. I just mind it for the time you have to spend... Putting, yeah, wrapping it out, it out at the start. And, and it's fine on Tabletop Simulator when it does that for you, but when yeah. you, you know you just spend two minutes at the start of the game making a little border of dice around everything, and it's quite annoying.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> Do you want to talk battle tactics then, or did you want to come back to that as part of a more general discussion on GHBs?
1: We've talked battle tactics. Yeah, and I guess Grand Strats can
2: get thrown mm. in there as well i have a hot take i like that they're much harder this season because i really feel like at the top tables of every event it's like over over five games this person has scored 24 out of 25 possible battle tactics Mm -hmm and I don't find that very interesting, I guess. I think it makes for maybe a slightly swingier game, which I like, but...
0: I would like it if events banned book Battle Tactics, but because they mostly don't, I hate it, because it just, again, it's just a have-nots have of who has really easy book Battle Tactics.
2: Yeah, I think... This is I fun, think... I completely disagree with both of you, but go on, Rich. <laughs> I was... I, was... <sighs> I don't know, like, I like, I don't know, maybe I've just like not had the right armies to really profit from easy book battle tactics, but I like the idea of it making you take them and trying to do something a little mm-hmm. bit more specific, but I do agree there are some armies that just have absurdly easy ones, so that's less exciting. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think what, on book ones, so I agree conceptually, we said when they started doing battle tactics that it was a bad idea. And I still think it is a bad idea because they can't balance them. Yep. There's the gulf between Doc and or War Clans is a joke. There's no universe where they are competing on the same field for battle tactics. On the other hand, this GHP was blatantly written with faction battle tactics in mind. Yeah, for sure. And to it doesn't solve the problem because, t- to be honest, the armies that have good book battle tactics are the armies that are quite good at scoring battle tactics anyway because it's easy to write battle tactics for those armies. Like, the yeah, reason Block are so good at it is because they have very high mobility, high lethality, and that's reflected in their battle tactics, yeah. right? God, um, battle mm.
0: tactics in the book are an absolute shocker.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look at Stormcast. It's, like, it's a, unplayably bad, right? But. Yeah, they're like more specific versions. Like, I guess in the previous season, they were more specific versions of ones yeah. that you would just choose off the normal list. Hmm. I'd love to say, maybe with the sort of restrictions around Gaul champs and stuff, maybe you see. Less like more use of them this season, but I guess Stormcaster and Army that are probably always going to have like three gal champs kicking around anyway. So yeah, so yeah, that's fun. Stormcast have very good gal champs, but I guess for the most part,
1: I think the modern when I say mod like this is sort of the young edition, really, but like the more recent tomes, they've done a pretty good job with faction battle tactics. There are a couple of howlers gargans and doc are outliers but beyond those first two where they just like those two books they just got it wrong across the whole book everything about them is wrong
2: both yeah. of them is wrong they, super pushed
1: but with them everything that's come since beyond like a couple of outliers i think they've mostly done a good job and i think it will be fine i don't know what the slaves ones are like but like
0: they're not they're all right there are some yeah. that situationally are fine there's not I think I'm right in saying there's nothing that you look at and go, this is a gimme. I will 100% score this. They're th- I mean, so about yeah. what you'd want it to be. There's stuff that I can imagine I would sometimes use.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that's where most armies are at. Where they have pretty much every army's faction battle tactics require you to roll dice. That's that's where you're at. And I think that's for balance. That's fine. There's obviously outliers. that always will be. I would like them to fact them, given that they've facted doc. To make them worse, I think you could very easily FAC, Stormcast, and War clams.
0: Yeah. I think... Yeah, you could do White Dwarf updates for them, couldn't you? Yeah. I think just one thing... Or just I...
1: FAC, don't make me buy a White Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> one thing
0: I... Well, they put them into the... That's the White wrong. Dwarf ones yeah. go into the app eventually. So... Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I think one thing I don't necessarily think I like is that I think... <laughs> It's now quite a lot harder to score a battle tactic if you go first in turn one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I massively like that because typically I think armies find it easy. I think I don't particularly like this focus back on it's really good to be one drop. But there's enough reasons it's good to be one drop already mm-hmm. without adding make your opponent go first and maybe struggle to score a battle tactic turn one. Yeah. I thought Against the Odds was quite... I liked it because you didn't ideally want to take it turn one because then you were Mm -hmm. missing out on something that would be easy to score late game. But it did mean that if you couldn't get anything else turn one, you could take it and sort of figure out what you were going to do for an easy one later on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little bit missing now.
1: It is, definitely. So on what Rich was saying, because I think if you'd asked me a few weeks ago, I would have agreed 100% with what you said. And I don't now. 180, I've turned 360 degrees and walked out of the room. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> if, you turn, if you turn 360 degrees, Fall <laughs> uh, a, second a. a trapdoor. <laughs> So, when Bat Tactics first came out, and we all went, Wow, these are easy. I, I thought, Okay, this mechanic is kind of bad because they- they're too easy if they're harder it'll be more interesting having played a couple of games with last season i think the balance was okay with the battle tactics i scored them unless i was just getting smashed off the fence of the earth I tended to score five maybe sometimes they're a bit squeaky bum or i failed them because you know the dice failed me that you know that happens but i always had like one i could do this season, they're a lot harder. And I think you will have turns where you can't do anything, especially if your book ones are bad. I don't think that... I think what this has convinced me of is not that battle tactics should be hard. It's that battle tactics should not exist. I think it's too much. So you you mentioned earlier that the game is complicated and it's getting more complicated. And I think this is like one of the big... For me, it's one of the big culprits, and it's one of the things that slows the game down.
0: Yeah. I think mm. I'm coming round to you on that. Like, I like mm. I like the principle of them, but I think it definitely but, does lead to some really frustrating... I don't know.
1: So I'm not saying no secondary objectives. That's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying there's specifically no battle tactics. So I've been trying to think about... Because in previous seasons, we had hidden agendas, right? And they... One for the whole game. Like. They they were a bit like grand strategies, but you had one. You changed them between each game in the tournament. It was generally how it was played. I'm right? I'm wondering if you maybe kind of split the difference between grand strats and battle tactics, and you work from a more limited pool of like. I'm very much spitballing here. I'm not a game designer. I'm not in charge of AOS obviously. So like, they do what they want but if you picked like three grand strats on your list like at list creation and they were what you were working with and you had all game to play them and then you'd have to retweet what a grand strat was because at the moment they're very weird but something that is more limited and does not have you my problem with battle is partly it's just it's not fun for me and it's not fun for my opponent to have five minutes of every hero phase Not every, some of my opponents are very quick at choosing them and doing them, but in a lot of games, you'd be someone will be stood there with like a stack of cardboard tokens in front of them, going, with a head in their hands going, oh my God.
0: Yeah, it is most often (laughs) the thing that I find you resort, I mean, you you know, it's not at all unusual to have your opponent go, oh, you can do this one, Mm. just to sort of, Speed things along because you yeah. both know that you're gonna you're gonna eventually at the end of thinking about them all come down to the one or two you can do. Yeah, but, I
1: th- but this season because they're harder, that process will take longer.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think also it's it's the bit of the game that I would first strip out mm-hmm. if I was playing someone who wasn't experienced, yeah. and so it's a sort of I think it is quite a barrier for new people getting mm-hmm. into it and wanting to go to an event if you add that. Step in when it wasn't there before, maybe. I don't
1: think these harder ones necessarily make your moment to moment battlefield decisions more interesting. So, because I think that's maybe the other argument is oh, you've got something more to think about beyond yeah. the objective. You've got a maybe play out of what would otherwise be an optimal play for your turn. And I don't, and I'm not sold that that is a more interesting decision mm-hmm. to be. So, the game we played, The Slave to Darkness, where you had to do an insane teleport. To score a battle tactic with a hero that was completely yeah. out of your battle line, he was shoved away in a corner. He instantly murked the next turn for your two VP. Is that an interesting decision to yeah. have made? I don't I I think, think it is.
0: I think last season the bit I found interesting was trying to make sure you'd left yourself battle tactics you could score in the end sure. game. Because when I do think battle tactics are interesting is when it's a really close game and you get into sort of turns four and five and you're trying to maximise your scoring that's when it becomes interesting. But you're right. I think across turns one to three, the bit that kind of distinguishes good players from me is are you planning ahead to think these are the things I'm going to try and score in turns four and five as opposed to what can I easily score now? And I think that is quite interesting. It's definitely a bit of the game that I'm not good at that I could get Mm -hmm. better at. But that said, there are going to be a lot of games where you win it comfortably in three turns and the battle tactic is irrelevant. So, yeah.
1: But, yeah. For me, because I was thinking, I've been thinking for a little while that like the game was getting more complicated, not necessarily in a way I enjoy. Like I don't think it's good that it's getting more complicated. But some people may enjoy it. Lot, yeah. so that's totally fine, obviously. And like, what would I bin off then to make it less complicated? Like, what mm. could go for me to make it less complicated? I think that's an obvious. Yeah. One for me, it's a thing I don't particularly enjoy. It slows the game down. Don't know. Yeah, don't It's, it's not working for
0: st- me. No, I think that's fair. It also really slows down the process where if you haven't quite finished a game, you're trying to math out the last few turns, and then it's a massive pain in the ass to have to try and figure yeah. out what battle tactic you can take. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be unhappy if they said, you know, this was AOS3's thing, but we're going to do something different in AOS4. Yeah. I think particularly for this GHB, I don't like that they've made all of the new battle tactics very Galchamp focused. And this is partly again, because I have a Gargan army, but I think it does suggest to me as well that the next GHB, that's whatever true. that looks like, will be quite different because there isn't a sort of carry over half of them option, really, yeah. if they want to keep rotating stuff on. So,
1: yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, you're right, actually, yeah. I guess how many... They've said how many we get, per season Is it three in a season? It must be. Three or four. Mm-hmm. How many
2: GHBs? So has not been two, any indication for next year yet, yeah, have they? They've been six months yeah. apart, yeah. But we don't so, know what
0: we'll get for 23-24. I don't think they've committed to that. There'll be,
1: there'll be at least I one mean, it'll more. it will probably be two.
0: But yeah, there'll be a minimum of one, one movement, that comes out yeah. this summer. Yeah. And yeah. then there might be another one that comes out next winter. So they will probably keep then. that
1: Galley themed
0: though. Yeah, probably, right. Presumably the narrative isn't going to significantly advance until the build up to ARS four and then there'll be a broken realms equivalent. <laughs> right. Do we have any other specific things we want to talk about about this G H B rules wise?
1: No. Should Rich, we... do you want to tell the audience about how fucking great fighting in the Your Hero phase is <laughs> if you have an ogre tyrant?
2: Yeah, let's let's do that. So, so... uh me and Matthew played a <laughs> Game of Warhammer Age of Sigmar, third edition, General's Handbook 22 23, season 2, etc.
3: <laughs>
2: so, what did we play? We played the Rubstone Cache, so not a new scenario. And I took Ogre More Tribes. So, what did I take? I took Meat Fist Subfaction, which gives the Gut Buster units. An extra a plus one to their dice rolls or their impact mortals, which seemed valuable because they've the book, yeah. the latest ogre book has changed those a little bit. So it basically brings them back into parity with what the book used to be, with doing mortals and fours on reasonably sized units. And then the list briefly was a tyrant, a frost sword on Stonehorn. I made the tyrant my general sort of stacked him up with artifacts and things. What else did I have? Two units of gluttons, six gluttons each, a unit of four lead belchers, two units of four iron guts, one of which was in a bodyguard battalion with the tyrant. Mm. Galician Command. Galician Command, thank you. I think that was it. I think that was the whole list. I think that was it. Yeah, iron guts are expensive. Yeah, yeah, the Looking great yeah. though, and you were running. I was running Stormcast. <laughs>
1: storm That's past why I couldn't eternals. think what it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running Stormcast. So Experimental I had a, army. I have a moment of mad. So, when the, the, I guess we never talked about it, but it's semi relevant. It as the battle scroll. Did we talk about battle scroll? Yeah, yeah. we had no. an episode yeah, we did. called
2: Prattle Scroll.
1: Uh, okay, all right, okay. So, all the points changed, and it was relatively impactful points changes we haven't
0: talked about the most recent points changes that came out at the same time as the general's handbook but i'm going to suggest that we don't
1: okay no one cares about points changes so that this yes this recent set of points changes very impactful i'm not allowed to talk about them i've been told they took some very brave drops i think of all the things in this GHB cycle it's the thing i've enjoyed the most because i think it's really opened up list building in an interesting way for lots of armies really good and it hammered fuck out of Seraphon. This is my very brief overview of that. Anyway, there was an absolutely colossal drop to Evocators on Dracolines, a unit I was incorrect about how good they were a couple of years ago. It's my eternal shame, but I genuinely think they legit now. The book, actually, when you dig into it, has a surprising amount of support for that War Scroll. Uh, mm, there's yeah. two different heroes that provide support specifically for Evocators on Dracolines. And they dropped like 40 points, I think, to the point where they are, I think they the same points cost as Fulminators. You can argue whether that's still too expensive relative to how good Fulminators are. I would say maybe not. I think they're quite good for that. You know, lots of wounds, they're wizards. Saves a bit of crap, but they absolutely fart mortal wounds out in a, a horrific way. I think Rich was not paired for how many... 18 dice with 4-ups doing model Wounds is uh, quite a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we worked out that every time he rolled those dice, they underperformed, and yeah, yes. it still felt pretty brutal. shredding so, things,
1: yeah. So I think they were something we thought would potentially be interesting, and I wanted to try them out. I've never played Stormcast before, so like it was maybe an imperfect way to try them but rather than inflict that idea on someone else this time, I thought, well, I have a go myself. So I think the list was the, the original list I wrote had both of the support heroes for them. But the problem I ran into was that I didn't I felt like I needed two gal champs. When I read the battle tactics, I was like, okay, you need two gal champs because that's what there's two, I did two not read tactics. The battle tactics. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> oh, there's two battle tactics basically that ask you to have two. Galicia champions doing something. So the list was Lord Arcanum and Celestial Dracoline. He is one of the two buff heroes. The other one's a special character. I think arguably she's the special character one is better, but neither here nor there, I picked that one. Then I took a Lord Castellant, who is the guy with the Halberd and the Griffhound, who can add bonuses to save onto a unit because one of the weaknesses of Evocators is their 4-up base save, so that's Potentially a way around that, and I took a. Oh no, we didn't take him. Sorry, it's, it's stormcast brain. I took a knight. <laughs> I took a a lord veritant. The priest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I took the priest, lord veritant with translocate. So that's an option to teleport a unit, and specifically like teleport himself because there's quite quite a lot of. Mobility on your Galchamps is going to be really important this season. And so the other Galchamp I took in the army was Zephyrus, who I think you're going to see a lot this season because it's a 100-point Galchamp. Rubbish in combat, for relatively survivable for a Galchamp. Five runes, three-plus save, whatever. But she can teleport at will, which is huge. Instead of moving, she can just teleport. So, yes, took that. Then two units adjudicators, one unit of six evocators on Dracolines. Two units of two Formulators and two units of Vanguard Hunters, who I thought would be a really good pick for Battle Tactics, and they are not anymore. You don't need <laughs> two. You just need one. No. So, yeah. Because, as I realized, I looked at some of the Battle Tactics, not all, so the ones about having multiple units in your events to pull in is gone
0: barge to enemy lines
1: barge is gone so you do not need two units of hunters you just need maybe one for desecrate and that is it so yeah the thing on that list is basically you've got three big melee threats two teleporty units that can go around and be annoying chumps that can go around and do what they need to do and just some baseline shooting from the judicators they they're fine at what they do i had them in the shooty shoots battalion and this game was probably the worst possible way for them to do that because tyrants are really hard to kill <laughs> but theoretically i think that's a good use for them is to go pew pew and shoot your opponent's champs. so the your game itself so we're playing yeah. on some cash it's a big grindy fight in the middle for the most part
0: started it's off as just... a big grindy fight in your deployment zone yes it did well, not a very yeah. big grindy fight a fight
2: Yes, sorry, let's let's talk about game rather than just making you talk about the whole thing. The So we started with... You went I... YOLO with a Frostlord. Yes, the first thing I did, but of note, I don't really want to recount the game by turn because no. I think that way incredible boredom lies. But of note in the first turn was that I moved the Frostlord forwards... Charged it, got a charge off into some... Was it one of the units? No, it wasn't Hunters. Vanguard or was Hunters it? or something, wasn't it? I think. It was Judy's, was- I think. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was,
1: Vanguard Vanguard was Hunters. hunters. Yes,
2: yes, yes, who were on the front line. Mm-hmm. And did some impact mortals. Didn't quite kill them. I opted to, in the charge phase, use the monstrous Rampage, one of the new Ogre ones, to just fly 3D6 inches. And do mortals to things I crossed over, and mm-hmm. rolled quite big, and just sort of. I was scared by, you of fulminators basically. So I piled the pros, like flew over some things, and into there. He then got piled into by the knight zephyros as well. Yeah, he completely failed to do. I think he, between he his attacks, yeah, at all all of his unamounts attacks combined. Yeah, no. Killed the ful- He killed the Fulminator with the Metal okay. Cruncher thing that the mortal wounds at the start of the mm. combat phase. In all of his remaining attacks, he hit and wounded with one mm. and it was one of his fist attacks into the Zephyros. Right. It was an incredible fluff and then because he had accidentally tagged in Dracolions, and my experience of them was that they are bad. I was not expecting them to just pile in and basically take me down to, like, two wounds left yeah, with he, mortal wounds. They zapped him good. So that, he, point, that was a bad trade. Yeah.
0: I think I stopped watching at that point, and I just assumed you were going to lose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I thought I was going to lose, like, the next three turns. So but broadly
1: what, after that, though. Yeah. What happened instead was, basically, we got stuck into a fight in the middle, which
2: was... Kind of fine, like you lost some stuff, I lost some stuff. Fairly back and forth, except yes. that the tyrant killed like seven hundred points worth of stuff yes. or something. He just he just fucking lived and he fought. I had some absolute <laughs> horror combat phases, just yes. monumentally yeah. bad. We but, both had weird, like we, yes. our dice, like averaged out, but it, in both in of a our weird cases, way. It, yeah. it was by having incredibly hot and cold rolls rather than mm. just like a flat. And I then, think at one point that tyrant had one wound left, and then like one turn later, he was back on full health. It yeah. was amazing. I think that's a uh, cleaver artifact is so it's good, really good. Fighting every hero phase is brutal as well. Like he could just, yeah. When I was getting
1: priorities, he would just then like. I cuz I was just failing every save on the evocators cuz the four up is rough.
2: Yeah, like, you really is... feel the four
1: up. And he's just like picking two up every time he's picking two evocators up every time we four and it's just like yeah, the unit uh, vanished pretty soon.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: And that that kind of ended up being the game cuz I think it was relatively tight on scoring but there was just a turn where we looked at the board and we were like there are no stormcast left.
2: Yeah. I think like turn 4 we sort of went yeah. How does it how does it end? And it was one of those like oh actually like let's roll this one thing out because if that yeah. went well, there's a route to victory. And yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't. It, it wasn't yeah. to be. So Yeah, it was quite close so though. It, it was and that's the first time I've used the new ogre book and Yay. I'm feeling quite positive about it, to that's be honest. Good. Cool. I like I don't think obviously it's really pushed, hmm. maybe slightly less now, but I don't think you need to take for iron blasters and lead belchers no. to do yeah. well with that book so and i don't think you need kragnost either although he's very good for the army yeah I, th- th- I think that
0: he's really fun i, I like classes. i think
1: that sort of concept list you have there's
2: legs in it you know like to explore so, feather, i think there's definitely the one problem it had was no not enough gal champs so I've written a new version of it that has two tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And I think I did it so you can pump them both up with artifacts as well. I'm gonna see if I can scroll back to it. So I think you'd have needed a third. Oh, for you your frost lord, of course. Yeah. So I went um. frost tyrant, tyrant, and between the like command trait that lets you give one of them two big names, and Mm -hmm. then taking a Warlord Battalion to give the other one an extra artifact. They can both get 5-up wards, right? Yeah, so in this list they've both got a 5-up ward. One of them does impact mortals on a 3+. plus. The other one has a 3-plus base save. And the splatter cleave. So one of them, the idea is one of them is super survivable, and the other one is a little bit more of a, a nuclear missile, I guess. And then Units of guts, two units of vineguts, two units of gluttons still, and I like basically swapped out the mm-hmm. four lead belchers for. Did I have four? No, I had eight lead belchers in my list. Sorry, not four. Yeah. I swapped out the eight lead belchers for two more pack because they fit in the space and yeah. the extra tyrant. But you could easily swap those more pack also for like butcher, or you could still take four lead belchers. I think, mm-hmm. or like there's like three or four things that fit in that space. And there's still a Frost Lord in the list as well, because I think that model is just perennially good. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And it can get by on its own without... I mean, it gets a mount trait. You can make it minus one to be wounded natively, which is insane. Yeah, (laughs) Especially now that Metal Crunch is still good, but it's been... Dialed back to a, only a three plus or better rather than a four plus mm-hmm. or better, I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yes. really agree. yeah. agree. about that book, With, what I do think is interesting about the
1: season, it really does make you re evaluate heroes like that. Because if you ever read the new mega boss on Football Scroll, it's really good, <laughs> yeah, right? It's really fucking good as a girl
0: champion.
1: Yeah. Like, it hits yeah. like you can a do the
0: issue multiple command abilities thing. Yeah,
1: like. you can do issue multiple. Command abilities, he hits like an absolute truck. He's
2: really tough. He's slow, sure, okay, but like mm. the, you can fix that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think. And uh, speed is not a problem that that army has in general, really. So really, no. and like,
1: hey, I might have a problem, but maybe Bat is back. <laughs> oh yeah, because you can't shoot him off as easily unless someone's running a specific thing that is a weakness of his. He can get back up when he dies, because quite often he dies, (laughs) so you know that's potentially something I would if I felt good about putting my flesh eats on the table which I don't, smash about something I think could be potentially very interesting as well. So yeah,
2: there's fun stuff there. Neat. So do you guys want to talk about the game you had?
0: Yeah, we can do. So I played Slaves of Darkness, which I've been trying to get my head around. I've played I think it was my third game ever with them, so for me it was as much around just Continuing to learn, slaves of Darkness not I guess as a new GHB. So I ran two units of Chaos Warriors, ten Chaos Chosen, unit Furies, unit of Chaos Knights, Bellacor, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, Chaos Lord, Exalted Hero of Chaos. Is that about it? You get a lot of stuff, do
1: yeah. you? Like in that army, like when you
0: yeah, read it I mean basically I I changed it from a list I'd run under the old G H B to put more gal champs in mm-hmm. and the I I didn't play it well enough to justify that. You know, I think the two fighty ones never actually got into combat and yeah. at least one of them was just because I forgot to put them in places where that would be possible with yeah. but yeah, it's sort of I shouldn't just be taking Galdhams for the sake of it. They have to be also playing a role in having potential to do things yeah. and take advantage of the hero phase fighting. So that's just the thing I need to get yeah. better at doing, for sure. You had
1: the teleport announcement on the wrong one as well. I did, definitely.
0: I think yeah. the Assaulted Hero of Chaos gets that, and then yeah. I don't really care if he dies, whereas the Chaos Sorcerer Lord is yeah. also an important buff piece. 100%. i put it on him notionally thinking it might be useful to teleport him around to get into things he needs to buff, but actually... In practice, it's just going to be to score that battle tactic turn one, and he is definitely not the person who
1: should be. I oh, yeah. 100% and, agree with that assessment. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you run Iden F.
1: Deepkin. Uh, well, so I was running the sub faction where you get more Nomata back when they die, when you bring them back with the Lure Light. So I was running a Render. I was running an. So this is. These, my hero selection is a little bit unusual beyond the Soul Render, who's in every Deepkin army. I had an Achillean Thrallmaster. I had. In the aspect of the storm had a unit two units of ten reavers, a unit of twenty thralls, a unit of six eels, and a turtle. So this list was mostly inspired by points drops, rather than <laughs> so the the conceit yeah, so the, the master on the twenty thralls was a concession to the new handbook so that I thought would be good in this battle pack as like a, a combination
0: don't think I ran them
1: I did run them in Galician commands, but it never came up, yeah,
0: because they spent most of the time they got in a corner, yeah they spent most of the time in a corner, yeah I, mean, I don't think we really need to get into the. <laughs> Detail of the game a lot. Broadly, what happened was there was a big fight in the middle between your turtle and Eidolon and most <laughs> of my army. And my intent had been to charge things in, kill the Eidolon, and then hope that the Chosen, when they fought for the second time, which yeah. they can do once per battle, would be able to do a lot of damage to the turtle. But yeah. What actually happened was the Eidolon didn't quite die because I riffed pretty hard, I think. So then I didn't manage mm, to get any damage to the turtle.
1: I I had. The greatest round of yeah, all yeah, really human being has yeah, ever okay. rolled. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, broadly, you know, I'm much better on a turn when I charge. I get a lot of charge yeah. bonuses, and my Chaos Sorcerer Lord was dead, so he couldn't buff anything. So then I kind of got a bit bogged down, and I did eventually kill the turtle, but not until yeah. I'd lost too much stuff, and also just missed out on too many scoring opportunities. Yeah, I think the, the so, key
1: stuff that happened was, like, you won that fight in the middle, but too late. Yeah, definitely. And... And I Bellicor still
0: embarrassed himself against the Marty Reavers. Bellickle
1: died to the Marty Reavers in melee. <laughs> that's that's not quite. That there. is a slight
0: exaggeration, died... but yeah, he, broadly, he, that died is... the,
1: he died to the surrender. Yeah. yeah, it's still an embarrassing way to go. It was... He had astonishingly bad melee, but also, I think maybe you didn't quite appreciate mm. how much you could stack defences on. So they like they were like immune to Battleshark, they had a five plus Sword, they had like extra bonus saves, they were just like... Yeah, I think it were... was
0: the Battleshock immu- Battle immunity safety, you. if you hadn't had yes. that, I think they yes. would have run away before you could have done the bringing yes. back D3 plus 3 thing. Yes, yeah. I haven't and played that... Balakor enough to have a good sense of what I can and can't throw him into yet. And the more <laughs> but, I play with him, the more I yeah. think he's just Arcan take two, and every game ends with mm-hmm. me. Imploring Bellicor to do something that he doesn't yep. actually do.
1: Yes, I think you're probably right. And I, and I think after that happened, there were still a couple of turns left, and I had like a completely operational unit of eels.
0: Yeah, you would have comfortably won from so, there. I just didn't have enough yeah. stuff left. The Chaos Warriors are very good. Amazing. Um, as the last game I played, the Chaos Warriors had died quite quickly, whereas in this game I had a you know Chaos Warriors who had the Nurgle in Banner, mm. which reduces rend of enemy units near them, and that was extremely good.
1: They tanked the turtle and the aspect of the storm on the charge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They were very solid.
1: They were so, very yeah,
0: good. Was, you know, I feel reasonably encouraged The, the the army I have can be competitive I think mm. I just need to get better at playing them I also didn't play the battle plan at all well because it was the first time we were doing it and I hadn't quite appreciated the objectives disappearing gimmick
2: yeah it's brutal yeah it does sound like you got hit nastily by that as well
0: yeah I think I I think I probably did have the worse end of the look for that but I also think I would have played it differently you know if we were playing it again mm-hmm. I would have played it differently and you know made sure I I haven't quite thought through the optimal way of doing it, but I think you
1: you committed very hard. Things. You committed very hard to the middle, and my army yeah. was dispersed across the entire map. Yeah. And when that middle one turned off for like two battle rounds, yeah, you
2: couldn't score. Yeah, I think that was. But yeah. I
0: also wasn't like, like I didn't have Galician veterans who Galician champions who were on them to increase the chances of them coming back and that kind of yeah. thing. So I definitely could have done that differently. Yeah. And I do think I should have, I could have used the knights to capture the one that was in the corner have, yes. earlier on, which would have been definitely a good thing to do. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun game.
1: Yeah, it was. It was
0: right. Do you, have anyone got any sort of thoughts on how your armies are going to fare under the new GHB that you want to cover that we haven't covered?
1: How a bit about this already? How do you guys feel about a four plus ward Wargog prophet who, when it dies, gets back to life?
0: Nah. I feel quite sad about it. <laughs> I feel like Virgo profits were okay before, yeah. but yeah, the coming back to life thing is going to be a bit annoying.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, get some more use out of that army you painted, I say. <laughs> Go have yeah. I've written this for it.
0: It's not an automatic come back to life, where
1: right? You have to... No, it's a three plus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not automatic. Yeah, yeah I, I will get some more... Games in with that I mean, for sure. It's a lot worse than it was, but I think it's just funny that they pushed that one model that's yes. already like such a gimmick.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's definitely an unintentional benefit. Yes. Oh, but there's no way they could have ruled it out. So, no. you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm quite sad about the lack of Galician champion options in OBR because I don't think the Soulmason can be one because I think his chair is a mount. So I think you end up with only the Bone Shaper, which...
1: No, is a bit and the, the, that other awful wizard. Soul Reaper.
0: Soul, yeah, but no one yeah. ever takes a Soul Reaper because yeah. it's really bad. really bad. But that said, there's a new book coming soon, so maybe yeah. in that the Soul Reaper will be less bad. Yeah, but you'll yeah, get like obviously.
1: two months of that new book crossing over with this.
0: Yeah, it's true. I'm hopeful yeah. for that new book. Maybe OBR will be really competitive and I can have fun. OBR
1: is definitely one where you feel that... Named character exception because Kanan, yeah. mere Kanan would have been exactly. My... It would be
0: so helpful if, yeah. I think to be honest, I feel that for all the underworlds war bands, they should just have mm-hmm. let them. I also don't think the mount exemption is necessary, I think they should just have done it on a number of runes and allow people. Uh, the you think to be in... In a
1: Killian King should have been a Galician champion? I do, right. I think Killian King should
0: have been Whoa. a Galician champion. I think it, I don't know,
1: it's I just get what the stuff that
0: is ruled out unnecessarily by it. That... I,
1: I wonder if we'll see a cavalry GHB. Yeah, well, that would be
0: quite cool. I kind of hope yeah. we do. Other than I will moan about fast Slayers a will be really bumpy and they won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Fire Slayers feel in a really solid place. They do. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like you with Fleshy to courts If I was. If I, if I was happy putting my Fast mm. Eyes on the table, I would one hundred percent be playing them, but they may be a little bit sad because I think they're painted much less well yeah. than
1: all the other armies. in such a terrible place generally, but if there's any glimmer of hope for them, it's this battle pack. Yeah. In this edition. Are they do are other new dust book look.
0: coming, you reckon?
1: There's two sets of So unless I, it's a new faction. Yeah. So
2: who who will that be? Bone Reapers and Fleshy, of Flesh course. Reuters. Or you know, there could be a brand new Soul Blight as well. So Blight do know. have a second, a second sec- sec- yeah, but, baby, but
1: yeah.
0: they're much less in need of one.
1: Yeah, but they're more popular.
0: Yeah, but if it isn't Fleshyshers and Bone Reapers, those armies can be quite justifiably annoyed. I think I would. Yeah. I would be also the with the amount of stuff coming out in the split in in that like mm. block. It must just be a fair few like. Yeah. Hey, we updated this, here you go. Okay. Kind of deal.
1: Probably I, and I don't make I don't think either do of those going to get
0: new
3: models, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No. No.
0: I don't want really want bone movers to get new models so I don't want to have to paint any models. <laughs> I just want to be able to paint I'd... them and have them be a bit better.
2: Oh, you're gonna get bone bowman. Yeah, I would like the bowman it uh, the sort of rumored. Yeah. I might also Own have them? to eventually paint some more guns. We don't have any I episode go. How do they make the string out of the bone? That's what I want to know.
1: Oh, you mean the bow that I burned? Yeah, exactly.
0: Moving um, very swiftly on. <laughs> Night uh, must be pretty good with new GHB, aren't
2: they? I mean uh the love of yeah. small hero. Yeah, I they was do. the thing I've been tempted to go back to the most, although I do need to play more games with Night on still, is the Lumineth. So I think yeah. the Law Seeker is a hilariously <laughs> easy yeah. take in this book. Um mm-hmm. Because I'm not just
0: going to take two units of sentinels and stick them in a corner of Teclis and murder everything.
2: I will die before I paint that second unit of sentinels, <laughs> I think. But, you, <laughs> but the thing is, you don't even need to do that, right? The Helon
1: <laughs> Sons build is very strong. The Helon Kangaroo build is very strong. The Cow
2: build, the Battle Cow build, yep. now that battle you cow can't cow shoot that little
1: buff hero off... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, I
2: think, I think probably I will do what I normally do and just take like a... Non optimized list with a bit of everything because but, I don't really want to paint another 15 stone guard Rich, for another you, stone mage. But
1: you need to put the new scroll for Avalon or on the table. You need to mm. play with him because I think you will I have, have. untied with
2: new Avalon or, you know? Yes, yeah, he's good, he's I, much better than
1: he used to be. I, <laughs> I played against him at the big Bristol thing and he did.
2: 25 damage to my turtle in one combat phase. I can't remember who I fought. I think I fought... Yeah, I think it was when I played against David's... I'm trying to remember if this was with the new book or not. I think it was. I think it was when I played against David's Daughters of Cain, The Warhammer World, and... Sure, but I'm sure I've played with him more recently as well. And yeah, just did like 35 mortal yeah. wounds to some, or not mortal, to like 35 yeah. wounds to something. That and... was the
0: time at Warhammer World when I was there. That was old book.
2: No, it was not. I've okay. been since as well. But... Yeah, because I, I think, think I bought the book specially for it. So cool. even your your old sort
1: of sad bad builds that you used to play, the gorgeous army, but it was terrible.
2: Yeah, even even like just if you just ran that back, it would be so much better. Oh yeah, and easier and less like the sad things. Yeah. The things that still make people sad are a bit less yeah. sad-making. As well. even like yeah. the ballista, there's a reason to exist for it now. Like, cool. yeah, like I love the ballista. It's, yeah. it's just it's too so much idiot, better. It. Yeah. You see, Glinda is like. Better.
0: Most armies, when they get a turn at being good, I feel good mm. for them, and Luminef is just... No, I hated them I think, so much the first time they were good, Then now I'm just... I, just I think want they're them less, to be rubbish forever. They probably less are less than rubbish. Although, were, I don't know, uh, not if everyone wants to build when you castle up in a corner, yeah, which
2: bad, but, seems to be mm.
0: the current how, competitive how, how do
2: you score objectives? Do you just kill you just your just opponent's army in three
0: turns? Later, yeah.
2: you know? mm, boring. I suppose Techlis Techless can still teleport himself. So especially now he knows all the He's spells again. again. Yeah, so I think like if I were to go to one of these things at Warhammer World, I'd probably take Lumineth yeah. at the moment. That would be my that's the midpoint of I think they'd be fun to play and I think they look good. Yeah. I think I wanna I wanna do I talked about this last episode, I think. I wanna do something to my ogres and I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely don't think they are Deserving is a weird choice of word, but like in need of a full repaint. But I think no, maybe cool. definitely like not, a, yeah. a round of poppy highlights and a rebase, maybe because hmm. the bases. I don't know. I was quite happy with the bases at the time, but they're just a bit boring. I think like, uh, I mean, can never covering, go covering back. Paint some new stuff I mean, to add to them.
3: I have like
2: seven hundred models in a cupboard to paint, so I probably shouldn't go back, but. You know, chasing yeah, silverware—it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a problem. Yeah. All right. So we,
0: Shall we? Have, oh, sorry. Did you I, I think I was going
2: to say the same thing? thing as you. No, go okay. ahead.
0: Yeah. Let's. All right. Let's wind this off with a brief conversation <laughs> about how we feel about the sort of principle of Jumble's handbooks and how they're being done in general. Then I'm going to let Matthew start because I know you have views.
1: It just fucking sucks, doesn't it? it feels bad. It feels bad. I don't know. There's no other real way to go around it. I mean, as a consumer, I, it feels bad. Yeah. I understand there are people for whom the 12 month cycle got boring because they played a million battle plans. That is like people like Ben Johnson. That
2: is like 50 people in the yeah. UK probably. A push. Yeah, it's I think 50 noisy people. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I like the principle of general handbooks in general but definitely 12 months was the right cycle for me not six six is firstly you know it is an extra thing i have to buy and i would rather not have to but also Mm -hmm. just rules churn you know i never got to a point when i felt completely on top of the old book there were still battle plans in it i hadn't played and i think just from a sort of rules churn perspective i'd rather have the longer time to sort of practice with it and feel like i know what i'm doing with it and um, i i understand yeah. why it's
1: an expensive product, right? It's a premium product. So they put a lot of yeah. effort into it, and it is very nice. It's ring bad. But,
0: yeah, but, and you know there's a lot of time that is going into developing yeah. those rules, right so and, and you're not you're paying for the time that's gone into the thinking as well yeah. as the actual.
1: I'm not a man on the internet saying it should be a free PDF right? Yeah. i I don't expect
2: free battle plans obviously I swear, Yeah. i was I was maybe but, about to say that. <laughs> no, you are right. Like in a, someone uh, does have to do the that world, work, right? The yes. world in which we live in, yes, mm-hmm. people are doing the work, um, and there needs to be a return on it.
1: But thirty
2: quid,
0: yeah. I think it's made me really think that. I feel like General's handbooks work for competitive, matched play. Mm. They don't work at all for casual play. Like I've got a friend I played a game with recently who plays maybe two or three games over a six-month cycle and for that you know you don't yeah. you shouldn't be buying a general's handbook i think what i would increasingly like is like once per edition them to put out a decent contest of generals battle pack that has a mm. bunch of good and thoughts through scenarios and then if you don't want to play really competitively you just need to get that one thing it's a bit more polished than the current contest of generals is and it's got more scenarios in mm. and then it's just stays the same. It doesn't have to have battle tactics and grand strategies and all that stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. If they if if they could nail what they've done with 40K's Tempest of War cards for AOS, I think that for casual players like completely yeah, replaces okay. yeah. the what is Tempest like, of War for none so of 40K temp- enjoyers? So Tempest of War is a pack of cards. It literally it's, it's quite a big pack of cards that it comes and it has in it like six deployment maps, six primary missions, six, I think, twists. It has six punch out cardboard objectives that fit in the pack as well. And it has a little rules pamphlet that do like a bit like the first page or couple of pages yes. of matched play section of any any book yeah. of any of GW's game do. It's like step one, decide your army size. Step two, pick an army. Like yeah. it takes you through that and says you'll get this many CP and command points and this and this and this and then it also has two decks of 30 30 ish 20 30 like objectives and like right. so this is quite a time tested over the editions 40k thing yeah. basically you randomly draw a deployment there are rules for placing the objectives within that deployment they're not fixed you get like to choose where they go and a like a a main mission if you want you can add a twist as well which might be like it's night fighting or your range is limited or it's minus one to hit or yeah and then just at the start of each turn you draw three missions from your random mission deck and there are ways of cycling out ones you don't like and you're just trying to achieve those over the next turn ish Mm. and score points that way i guess it wouldn't quite work, like you couldn't directly pour that to AOS, exactly. but you could maybe something like a, about so the, yeah. the first kind of The thing. first half
1: of that is in AOS already. It's just printed in the portable book. The yeah. th- yes. generate random missions and twists and stuff, that's there. Oh, well, that's um, the open play bit that we yeah. were talking about earlier, isn't it? The, ran, the random objective cards thing. I, I've, I, have, I have actually played that game modes one million years ago at the launch of...
0: Yeah, I played it in AOS 2.
1: I played it in 6th edition. Yeah. 40k. It felt a bit like you're playing the game, not playing your opponent. It was my only. Yeah. yeah I understand like the, the concept.
0: Yeah, but the you, you could if you put a bit more thought into it for AOS than they ever have, you could do something that would yeah. be perfectly fine, couldn't you?
2: I think it is. It exists better now <laughs> in like the landscape of. I never told you about 40k on an AOS podcast, but that used to be. Well, they called Maelstrom of War, which is yeah. like sixth and seventh. Was the vague, primary yeah. matched play, 40k method, and so like you, I think the scenarios are a bit more locked down. But in in pretty much any match play game, you would have a deck of objectives that might be like partly generic and partly relevant, and you're mm-hmm. generating them. And yeah, like you say, you're playing the deck. In I think in ninth edition, where it's a contrast to like matched play 40k where you have mm. to pick three secondary objectives and, and 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 the the primaries are quite complicated it's a nice change right so something along that principle where yeah i agree yeah. like it could be if because this is what 40k does it's like if you want to play casually really maybe this isn't gw's direct line but it's what a player would tell you now by that yeah. if you want to play competitively then yeah every 3 to 6 months you buy the Warzone blank compa- match play pack like whatever the latest one is arc of omen so yeah i i go back and forth on like i don't know how you do that i don't have the solution to that i'm not a game developer but mm-hmm. also those mission packs for 40k are like 20 quid or something i think yeah. like from a third party they're close enough to 15 like yeah Whereas the GHB being thirty quid ago is yeah you know, painful.
1: Yeah. Yes, I don't play a huge amount of AOS, really like yeah same. Uh, get in a game yeah. or two a month maybe, and it's, the value proposition's bad at that point. I think
3: yeah I mean, yeah. I, I'm,
1: and those games I will play, I will want to play much play even if I'm casually. It still feels yeah, same. rough. I th- I think the point I'm at with it is that I appreciate the premium product. I think it's really nice, but if they want to do six months, the pro- another problem they have with this is that six months, with how long, because these are being printed in China, they're they're shipping you a new GHB, and as they're doing that, they're writing the next one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's not a lot of time to iterate on any lags
2: a little bit, right?
3: yeah. yeah.
0: And there must be opportunity costs from their end, in terms mm. of, like, if people are spending the time developing the rules for that, what are they yeah. Not spending time on, which does make me wonder if next year we'll get a slower one, so they can focus
1: on. I think, four yeah, I think they have, ex- they have. expanded the team a third. Yeah, the last few years, some new people. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- um,
0: I I, kind of wonder if you know if this was a test of do six monthly ones work, then I would definitely rather they went back to a twelve month one.
1: I think. For me, OS three is packed full of interesting experiments that I, th- I think are failures. Uh, but I I like that they're
2: experimenting. I just wish the hit rate was
1: a bit higher for me. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs>
2: some, there's some interesting things we've learned about, like, you know, having easier ways for like, fighting in ranks is yeah. you know, not, like, formal ranks, but, like, not having to waste as much time okay. on, like, perfectly piling in is... Good yeah. and there's sort of like pros and cons to that in terms of how they've implemented like the new galvez yeah. battalion and what that yeah. was last thing, but then also like the new coherency stuff is a bit kind of like mm, yeah. painful. I think... if... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I wasn't touching to you. You go ahead.
2: I was sort of going to change topic. So uh,
0: I was also going to change topic. I was okay. going to say I think
2: too polite. I think
0: the way they've done how swingy the new GHB is towards have done, have, haves and have-nots feels a bit opposed to what they keep talking about in their Metro watch videos about wanting every army to sort of be within certain win rate percentages because mm. I think they're really going to struggle to keep Gargants in that bracket and at the top I end I think stuff like Luminef might go out and then it's kind of it seems counter to the point of having the GHBs if you then make other tweaks and point changes to push up mm. the stuff that struggles with the GHB and so does badly so i'm going to be quite interested to see you know i don't as someone who has a lot of armies from my perspective i don't hugely mind if one of my armies is shit for six months because i know it will change quickly but i think as i've already said i feel for the people who you know Mm. like me four years ago when i had one army if that army had suddenly been kind of hugely nerfed by a swingy ghb i would have been quite sad about it
2: Some people can't afford to you know, for some people, £30 in six months, that's their hobby budget. And so yeah. they, they, you know, if they can't add anything to their army to yeah. make it better in the new GHB because they spent it on the GHB. Like, I do think the general state of, like, battle scrolls and points updates i'm like really happy with the way they're engaging yeah, definitely. That. Yeah. Yeah, and i the, the radical part of me is like can't you just do that like every nine months with scenarios but that goes back to like product yeah. element and they yeah. are there to make a yeah. profit and sell you a product
0: i yeah. guess but. But you know going back to what we we're talking about right at the start i think it's quite positive that games workshop are running an open play aos event because whether or not yeah. that particular style works, it kind of shows they're saying, you know, maybe that is the start of a shift to the GHD as yeah. GHB as our competitive match play product, but we're actually going to really push other ways to play, so that if you don't want to buy the GHB and play it that way, you don't have to, and that would be good.
1: Yeah, I in terms of like fun. refreshing battle plans and stuff. What I would say is they do have a subscription service and a pretty good app. Uh, yeah, as a way of pushing those things if they wanted to do that. God, just
2: let me pay yeah, ten off the a month so and have all it, the isn't? rules. Right, yeah. please. I please. think the
0: problem with that would be that a tournament organizer wouldn't run something that not everybody had easy access to, I
1: guess. Nobody has easy access to everything anymore. No. I,
2: no, but I can we'll...
0: see I can see issues with that, because as a TO, if you want people to play the battle plan, you have to give them that battle plan. And are there, you know, there's probably going to be stuff in the terms and conditions that says if you've got access to this through the subscription, you can't share it with people who don't have the subscription. So how does that work? But Well,
1: you have to buy the GHB anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're Yeah, but it
0: feels a bit different. I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head it feels different to the subscription service.
2: Interestingly, and I hope this isn't, like, too behind the curtain for... I'll I'll say up front, this is not based on any knowledge from anyone on this podcast. (laughs) I've spoken recently to some, like, tournament organizers who've said that like GW have sent them digital codes for like all of the battle tomes and GHBs Mm. so that they can more efficiently run a tournament and answer rules questions that's good which is i think really good like a little bit of outrage so yeah chris tomlin Um, with every
1: battle tome and still an excel document
2: yeah, I, like I don't know if using Chris as an example, I don't know if he's one no. of them. He obviously runs some big tournaments, but I was, um, yeah, I was, I was more banting on his incredibly low pack. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's,
0: you know they're pushing, they're trying to push more. Mm. Games Workshop sort of led, organised play Age of Sigma aren't they? With the they've got new packs and stuff, so that seems oh, like a really yeah. obvious thing to do. Alongside that, is to make sure that tos mm. have access to the. Can we
1: Pre- can we tell them that Room is a US Match Play event, so we can have those, <laughs> those sweet Probably. The one thing that may be sad with that is, I don't, if you looked at the PDF list of like where is getting them, it's basically all the US and like four stores in the UK. Yeah,
2: was... the the yeah. US, like not even every UK GW store is getting one. Yeah. While well, most UK GW stores don't have the space to run a match yeah. play it's yeah. an yeah. event, to be fair, yeah. like every US one is getting yeah. one. Certainly, with Underworlds,
0: UK stores used to be like discouraged; they weren't mm. allowed to get the organized play packs. They were targeted at FLGSs. I don't know if that yeah. that may not still be true, but pre-pandemic, okay. very few GW stores ran tournaments, okay. and I think that was because that wasn't the target audience yeah. for the so organized
1: some are getting them. And okay. I think it's all of the ones in the States are. But yeah. 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 I think that's
0: always been a bit of a different thing though, because I think there are am I right in saying there are fewer other places you can play in the States, whereas in this country we lean more towards independent gaming shops. Quite often
2: know. a local tournament in the States is a three hour drive away, I think. I I've I'm under the impression that one of the various, very senior people in the GW events team is American and based in America. Okay. Or at least is focused on expansion in America as, like, primary goal. See, um, in the last yeah. few years, oh, they've really sense. pushed it <sighs> Like, with LVO and... You know,
1: yeah. You I, know, one,
0: I guess you've got a big audience there. Anyway, I feel I feel yeah. we've gone off on a little bit much of a tangent, yeah, we and we're now talking about things we don't actually know anything about. Oh yes, yeah. so. I love to speculate about GW. <laughs> yeah, all right. does all anyone right. have final thoughts on General's Handbook before we wrap up?
2: Looking forward to playing more. Hopefully, more than I think I probably paid like end games of AOS over the last two General Handbooks. So I am definitely going to sign up for some events and play some more. Yeah. Cool. Just by owning it. <laughs> <laughs> Love,
1: right. love Warhammer, conflicted about products. Yeah,
2: maybe I just paint some trogs. There you, there you go Yeah. Never reject game, embrace trog. Yeah,
1: just you, don't even right. bother with Swiss events if you're a trog player. Just when you finish your game, just pick a direction and walk in that direction until you meet <laughs> another player, and that's the game you're playing. <laughs>
2: I think so. a lot of people do that anyway by just walking yeah. to the bar and <laughs> seeing what yeah. happens. Yeah. If you're playing Squigs, just jump in the air and whoever catches
1: you is playing it. <laughs> Excellent. Got um, any thoughts, Laura? I um, no,
0: I'm keen to play more and particularly try the new scenarios. I think that's one of the bits I'm most undecided about at the moment. So. And I'm very bad at figuring out whether things are good or not until I've actually played them in practice. So we'll give it a try.
1: That too reasonable. Do what the rest of us do and just have really strong opinions
2: out of the gate.
0: Which <laughs> I think you're muted, or at least I can't hear you.
2: Testing. Okay, I can back. hear you now.
0: All right, let's yeah. wrap up quickly before technology fails us. So <laughs> we should thank Tiny Plastic People for hosting us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Thanks their content. Me at tinyplasticpeople.com We are on Twitter at 32AOS yes. We're not very good at remembering to tweet but we'll Spelled try and out. do better
2: The words, that word's not numbers Nice Yeah, mm. are.
0: Or if you are not a Twitter user you can contact us at thetinyplasticpeople at gmail.com and put something about 3 and 2 in the subject so that they know it's for us mm-hmm. We would really welcome questions or comments or what you think about the ghb or really any kind of communication so yeah get in touch
2: yeah engage with us on twitter that'd be fun Mm -hmm. we promise to eventually reply (laughs) (laughs) i think i replied to someone from that account at some point in december to like a tweet that we received in november so sorry about that (laughs) but you know we'll get back to you eventually
1: yeah, every now and then on Goonhammer, I remember that comments exist on that website and I'm like, Oh, I should probably see if anyone's saying anything. And then
2: yeah, forget again. Mm-hmm. So it's best not to look. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can also check out our individual social media, I guess, if you want to. Rich, where are you?
2: I am on Twitter at Rich Nutter. I'm still there for now. And I'm on Instagram at RJ Nutter. And I have actually posted Well, as much on Instagram this year, probably as I did in the entirety of last year. So I still hate it and will probably not know that I've received a comment to reply to. But I'm posting pictures there at least. So if you want to see a load of uruk High painted in an uninventive scheme that tries to match the web store, then go look at those.
0: Matthew, where are you on social
1: media? I... Well what do I do these days? Do I even social media? Sometimes I tweet at Matthew CM Ward.
0: Okay. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Scops947. Mainly these days it's photos of Slaves to Darkness with red Krakens painted on them. So nice. you can check those out. Yes.
2: Insane right. freehand
1: projects. Your brand is so powerful. How do you have the same handle mm. on everything? And not just like freewheel it like a lunatic. I'm on, like,
0: two social media (laughs) sites. That's the answer. Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably that. Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.